It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And a touchdown for Tampa. Second of the day for Fournette. One on the ground, one through the air. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a football Friday, presented always by BetMGM. we got a lot to do rest of this show. We have the next couple segments. We'll dive into all of the NFL games for Sunday we haven't hit on yet. Contest picks where Joe and Paul are as they uh, progress through their, their five best coming up at 1120 Eastern. And then our lightning bets, our five best bets in the NFL, coming up about one hour from now. All right, we just heard the call there for net touchdown Bucks at Steelers. We just heard from our guest Pam Maldonado, who threw an NFL pick at us. She likes the Bucks this weekend to take care of business at the Steelers. It's our biggest spread uh, outside the Rams game of the weekend. Bucks minus eight and a half at Pittsburgh. It'll be Kenny Pickett's first home start. So if the Steelers, if this hits nine, so we're at eight and a half right now, Joe. If it hits nine. It will be the biggest home dog spot for the Steelers in 40 years. This is becoming a theme this year. And that's how you know this team's not any good because they're not usually, you know, nine, 10 point underdogs the way we've seen them recently. They were 14 last week. Uh, they're usually good as home dogs over the years. But again, this is this is a little bit different. And now Pickett gets to go up against another <laughs> difficult defense here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, th- this Tampa Bay defense, the third in yards per play. DVOA against the pass, they're number one. They're number one in adjusted sack rate. And this Steelers offensive line is not known as the most stellar offensive line in the NFL. So he's probably going to be under pressure all day as well. And we know they can stop the run. He's just in a position where he's likely not going to succeed for the second straight start. And if you shouldn't have too many takeaways off of that. Now he is at home, as you mentioned. Um, So that's something there. I don't – Brady's going to keep on throwing, and Minka Fitzpatrick did not practice on Thursday. We're waiting on his status for today. But I, I saw three of their cornerbacks that did not practice. So not only is it on the one side you have Pickett going against a stout defense, but on the other side you have a Bucks team that has been kind of skating by. They're not covering the number in the last three weeks. And we've got a pretty large point spread here. And I think, I think the number's about right. Um, and he's going to be able to pick this defense apart without Watt, maybe without Fitzpatrick, the two most impactful players that they have on defense. This is not a good defense without their best players. I mean, that's how it is for any defense. And right. if they're going to be down all their cornerbacks and the receivers are healthier now for the Bucks, this is Bucks or nothing for me. I'm sorry, and I and I know you don't want to go against Tomlin as a big home underdog, blah, blah, blah. A lot of these numbers that we're referencing with these Tomlin underdog spots, he had Ben Roethlisberger. He had excellent receivers, not, not guys that are kind of learning their way. I think they have a group of guys that will be good at some point, but not right now, not with the state of this current team. So um, we'll see if I can – I don't know if they're top five. We'll see at um, 11.20 Eastern if they make the top five, but – I think this is Bucks. 
I think this is more of a smash buck spot than what everybody was expecting a week ago. Maybe it just happens a week later. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the buck side. I just think that this is not the same Steelers team and Tomlin teams that we've seen in years past. I mean, they are struggling. They don't have a lot of talents. And a lot, I agree with Pam on the under too. I mean, when I think Tom Brady, I don't usually think of an under, but both of these teams struggling to put up points. Both offenses scored 21 points or less in four of their five matchups. Um, Tampa Bay currently averaging 20.6 points per game. Pittsburgh averaging 15.4 points per game. So I think we could see a hard-fought defensive battle in this one. I need to see, and I'm not going to take the Steelers, but I need to see the Bucks actually smash. Like I, I, We keep waiting for this, right? They haven't done it yeah. once. They haven't done it. Last week was supposed to be the smash spot. If not for a bad call, like the other team has the ball. Would a chance? I don't think the Falcons actually go down and beat them. But the Falcons would have had the ball back with three minutes to go with a chance to go win the game. I need to see it. This could be the week. Joe, you laid it out. It's a rookie quarterback. It's a bad Steelers team. It could be the week. I need to see it before I'd be willing to lay those kind of points. I do like one prop in this game. I feel like the books haven't adjusted. Pickett to Pickens is the thing. Look at their numbers yes. and their yes. time playing with each other. I mean, right now, it's you can find it at 44 and a half George Pickens receiving yards uh, at BetMGM. He had six for 102 when Pickens came, when Pickett came in in the Jets game, and then or six for 83 and then six for 102. I mean, he's got a 20% target rate. That's his guy. He, they're, Michael Irvin said it to us, right? They're developing something. So I'll take the uh, George at, you know, prop. At least, at least the Falcons could put up points, though. I mean, that's my thing. In this specific matchup going against, right. I mean, for the Falcons to put up so, some points at the very end to get that late cover, it wasn't a ton. It wasn't a ton at the end. But they, I, I, if they have, like, say, three or seven points in the fourth quarter, I don't have a ton of confidence that they're suddenly going to put up a bunch of points to get inside the right. number. I mean, I think that's the difference for me. All right, let's go to the Vikings and the Dolphins, a game that, you know, I think we've been waiting on maybe something to change all week. I don't know if it's going to. So we know it's no Tua, right? He's not ready to do this yet. And, you know, the Bridgewater thing's been like he's out there warming up, throwing, but he's not practicing in full. It's likely Skylar Thompson. That's what Daniel said. So it's Vikings at Dolphins on Sunday. We're looking at the Vikings as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Here's my question. Why is this number not higher? Why are the Vikings not fair by more than three and a half points? Am I missing something here? Like if it's Teddy Bridgewater, I'd be on the Dolphins. If it was Tua, they'd be favored or we'd be close to a favorite. Skyler Thompson, he was terrible last week. He's a seventh round pick. It's only three and a half. The adjustment almost like it's not, it's bizarre to me, this line. What do you think the number should be? What would you make it? Closer to six? Yeah, I was going to say five. On five the road half, going to Miami? Skylar Thompson? Kirk Cousins. Like, but yeah, but the gap between them is pretty big. Shouldn't it be? Well, here with Minnesota, they let people back in. Like, they have a four and one record, but they're one and four against the spread. They don't cover the number. They let the Bears back in that game. They had a chance to step on their throat in the game. And they didn't. Cousins starts out 17 for 17 in the game. Offensively, there's a, not a whole lot to complain about with the Vikings. I mean, Jefferson can absolutely have a, a, one of his blow-up games. Uh, Dalvin Cook, one of the better uh, running backs around. I don't trust this Vikings defense. I know it's Skylar Thompson and all, mm-hmm. and all that. But the, 
Now, Vikings defense, 28th DVOA, 27th in success rate. They're, they're not doing very good. And, I mean, this is a matchup of two, two young gun play callers, right? The expectation yeah. is that both of these organizations brought in these play, head coach slash play callers to fix their offense. And they're mm-hmm. both doing a really good job. Early returns. I'm sure the fan bases are really excited about the future of these teams. Um, yeah, the Bridgewater thing is so strange. We find out last Sunday, dude cleared concussion protocol. And now we're saying the next Sunday, he's not going to be able to play. It's, uh, it's, it's fascinating how the NFL is, uh, maneuvering through this. Miami is so tough at home. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that they're not bumping that number too, too, too much. So can Thompson kind of manage the game? How about that short game? I mean, you still have, you have Tyreek out there. He said he's going to play. It's getting the ball. Are you good enough to just get him to the ball on a swing pass and just let him do his thing uh, between Waddle and Tyreek? I, I think he can, and McDaniel will be able to de- design it enough uh, both defenses, man, should we be looking at the over? Because yes, we have that's what two I'm good thinking. play callers. We've got playmakers on offense, and then we've got these these bad defenses. So, yeah, maybe that's a play. I think so, too. Vikings defense, 28th DVOA. Um, you could even look at a Miami team total, too, how, Joe, o, you were saying just get Tyreek the ball, you know, um, but – I think the Dolphins could get well into the 20s in this one, and the Vikings could too. So I think the over 46 is the play for me on this game. Yeah, and despite saying I think the numbers should be different, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a game. This might be the Mike McDaniel spot to scheme it up mm-hmm. and keep this quarterback in the, in things. His receivers can make plays. I don't know. I mean, an hour from now, if we put together a money line underdog parlay, it might be fun to throw the Dolphins in just to see what the oh. uh, what it does to our yeah. odds. This 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 could be okay. an interesting one. I, I, I weird weird game, weird game. All right, let's go to the Panthers and the Rams. One that I think this is going to be eyeballs on for a totally different reason. It's the biggest spread of the week. It is two teams right now that stink in different ways. Uh, they're both one and <laughs> four against the spread. You get the coaching switch, so it's Steve Wilkes. It's very difficult to trust the Rams, but isn't this the golden opportunity for them? They get a terrible team with a third-string quarterback, with a coach that stunk his first time as a head coach and now gets to do it again, traveling across the country. If the Rams can't win and cover, I am officially done with the Rams. Done. I'm finished. If they can't play well in this spot, when are they playing well? Like, this is it. Like, you, you could have drawn it up any better for them. You get a terrible team coming in after they fired their coach. I know there's the head coach bump we talked about, right? The Against the spread, it goes up to about 50% from how bad it was before. So there's something there. But this is it, Rams. It's like it's go time now. Otherwise, they might be in for a long season. The Rams offense is worse than the Panthers in yards per play. The Rams offense is worse than the Panthers in EPA per play. The Rams' offense is worse than the Panthers in the red zone. Are we sure it should be double digits the way they're playing? They can't block anybody. And for the last couple of years, the Carolina defense can't do much, but they can put the pressure on the opposing quarterback. So it's not going to be what we saw with the Cowboys game. But I think they're going to get home to, to... Stafford, who can't really move around much anymore, and you know he's going to give up the ball once or twice in this game, throws a pick at least every single week. 
I don't have a, a ton of confidence in PJ Walker. Uh, the metrics, the numbers are not kind to him. He's not a good quarterback. Like the coaching staff knows him better than any of us. They're like, Baker's the better quarterback. How much is that drop off? We're talking about 31 to 35 of the guys that have played yeah. this year, maybe. So I, and we, we get through that number of 10. D there's no way I'm considering anything Rams here. The only play is Panthers, and if you want to walk away, that's fine too. I say walk away. Untrustworthy teams. To be fair, though, yeah. the Rams have played maybe three of the top five defense in the league, right? They've played the Cowboys. They've played the 49ers. They've played the Bills. Maybe their fair. offense isn't quite as bad as it's looked so far this season. More NFL games to come next right here on the BetQL Network.